2: Hello, and welcome to the Nutrition Diva Podcast. I'm Monica Reinagel, your host, and today I have some thoughts on the 80-10-10 diet. The goal with this diet is to get 80% of your calories from carbohydrates, primarily raw fruit, and then 10% each from raw plant-based protein and fat. Now raw food and vegan diets are nothing new of course but the catchy new name has breathed some new life into an old trend. As with any diet fad this one comes with big claims such as weight loss, reversal of chronic disease and aging, better energy, sleep, mood, athletic performance. The 80/10/10 diet also has a best-selling book by a guru with questionable credentials, a bevy of true believers and a crowd of equally passionate critics and detractors. I'm going to steer clear of the personalities and the politics, though, and try to focus just on the nutritional aspects of the diet itself. Is the 80-10-10 diet a healthy way to eat? Is it necessary to go to these extremes in order to feel and function your best? Is it safe? Here are what I see as the primary advantages of this approach. The primary advantage, as I see it. Is that you eat a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables, foods that provide a lot of nutrients for relatively few calories. Compared to the typical American diet, where adults average just two servings of vegetables a day, this represents a big upgrade. But the amount of produce you eat on the 80-10-10 diet is probably overkill. While diets higher in fruits and vegetables are associated with longer, healthier lives, recent analysis suggests that the benefits peak at around five or so servings a day. Eating 10 or 50 servings a day doesn't seem to bring any additional dividends over the long haul. Number two, you don't eat any processed foods. In a previous show on raw food diets, I concluded that a mix of raw and cooked foods is probably ideal. While some nutrients are lost when foods are heated, others are made more absorbable. In my view, the primary advantage of raw food diets is simply that they exclude most of the highly processed, nutrient-poor food that junks up so much of the American diet. Similarly, the 80-10-10 diet completely eliminates refined grains, added sugars, fried foods, and processed foods. So much for the pros. Here are what I see as the cons. Number one, it's very high in sugar. On the 80-10-10 diet, you eat a lot of fruit. 20 servings a day or more. Why? Well, in order to get 80% of your calories from raw vegetables, you'd have to eat virtually around the clock. Because fruit contains a lot more sugar, the calories add up a lot quicker. But even natural sources of sugar, like fruit, can be consumed to excess. For those with diabetes or blood sugar issues, eating massive amounts of fruit all by itself can even be harmful. So while I want you to load up on the vegetables, I usually advise keeping fruit to just two to four servings a day. Number 2. The diet is very low in fat. Although the fat you get on this diet is from healthy sources, such as avocados and nuts, I don't think there's nearly enough of it. For one thing, fat helps slow down the absorption of sugar from foods, which helps to keep blood sugar, energy, and appetite on a more even keel. But fat also supplies important nutrients that keep your heart, brain, skin, and other systems healthy and enhances the absorption of fat-soluble nutrients. Although I wouldn't be worried if you wanted to do it just for a day or two, eating a very low-fat diet such as this one for extended periods of time can lead to nutrient deficiencies. Number three, it's very low in protein. The 80-10-10 diet provides enough protein to meet basic biological needs, but no more. As I've talked about before, there are several advantages to getting a bit more than the minimum amount of protein. Protein helps regulate appetite and preserves lean muscle mass, supports immune function and tissue repair, and fuels brain function. If you are losing weight on the 80-10-10 diet, or you're over 60 years old, you are likely to be losing a substantial amount of lean muscle tissue, and that's not good. And number four, there is a risk of incomplete or inadequate nutrition. Along with all cooked and processed foods, the 80 diet eliminates meat, fish, eggs, dairy, grains, and legumes. And although no one of these foods is essential to a healthy diet, a highly restrictive diet like this one greatly increases the chance of nutrient shortfalls.
1: In the California Road Trip Republic, we believe you take adventure for a ride. Whether coastal cruising, mountain motoring, or redwood roaming, discover beauty around every turn. Your road trip can kick off from anywhere. Starting route. But it should always start at visitcalifornia.com. Then buckle up, crank those tunes, and discover why California is the ultimate playground.
2: And now my final thoughts on the 80-10-10 diet. Personally, I think the disadvantages far outweigh the advantages of the 80-10-10 diet, all of which could be gotten from a far less extreme approach. For some people, such as those in poor health or with diabetes, I think it could even be dangerous. For those who are in good health, it might be interesting to do it for a day or two at a time, but I really can't recommend the 80-10-10 diet as a sustained lifestyle. If you have comments or questions, I'd love to hear them. You can post them on our website at quickanddirtytips.com or on the Nutrition Diva Facebook page. And be sure to sign up for my free weekly newsletter, which has more tips, recipes, and answers to your nutrition questions. I'll see you next week. Until then, remember to eat something good for me.